What's up? Creepies. I'm Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jess. And this is... That's uh, <laughs> Bannon. Why are you talking like that? I don't like uh, it. Ew, David. If you don't watch Shit's Creek, you should. What are those? <clears throat> these, these these are my sandals. <laughs> Did you ever see that? Did you ever see the little girl going, well, if... If I'm gonna kick his ass. If he comes in my here in here, he'll kick my ass. <laughs> One. And she's like, "No, we don't say that." And she's like, "Oh." <laughs> All right. Anyway. So. Why is she your phone not on silent? It was. Uh, Pull up to the dance floor and say something that I cannot kick and do a split and this is empathy that teen. What song is that? I don't know. Whatever that stupid TikTok thing is. Now it's stuck in my head because it came up like 15 times. Don't get TikTok. No, it's bad. When I was sick, that's when I got it. And then I was like four hours deep and I was like, shit, I need to do something. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's what I do on Facebook. I open one fucking video. I can't even go on Facebook right now with all the coronavirus stuff. Of TikTok stuff. cringe videos. Do you ever watch those compilations? No. And then I get sucked in. And literally three hours later, I'm like, it's fucking 1230. I have to go to sleep. I have to get up in five hours. I do that with Dr. Phil videos on Facebook. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's really hard to, wa- to look o- not watch. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. You have a lot of markers. This episode is about six, seven, eight. This is our ninth. Yes. Yeah. This is about Byberry Mental Hospital. I don't know where that is. Okay, so <laughs> it's called. It's officially called the Philadelphia State Hospital at Byberry. It's in Philadelphia, or was? It's gone. It's gone. Gone. It's demolished now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I got most of my information from Wikipedia. AllThingsInteresting.com and AsylumProjects.org, which is a really cool website that I'm definitely going to look at more. Need a really cool website? I was going to say it's neat, (laughs) but then I was like, what year is this? I like neat. It's quite neat. Not many people. What's that thing? What thing? A steam It's pretty cool. It's for steaming... Things. Garments. Garments. Like the several pairs of the same pants she has. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, Philadelphia State Hospital at Byberry. Oh, so the first time I ever heard about Byberry was in Weird New Jersey magazine before they started, like, the whole Weird U.S. thing when they used to do stuff like... Just New Jersey? Just around, yeah, but then they'd go to other places and call it the Fringe Tour. Okay. It was on the fringe of New Jersey. Yeah, you're like a, you're like a Weird <clears throat> New Jersey, like, OG... Truth bombs. I like that. Truth bombs? Yeah. Boom. All right. So it was located on Roosevelt Boulevard, also known as U.S. Route 1 in Northeast Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. PA. It was home to people ranging from the mentally challenged to the criminally insane. Criminally insane people like are so interesting to me. You should have been a forensic psychologist. I know. Hmm. I wonder if I could still do it. What I have to get my master's in? Criminal psychology. I think because if I already have a psychology degree, what do you? What's the next step? 
Um, I don't something know. to research. Something to research. Probably forensic psychology. I think that's actually a master's program. I just don't know where they. Like it's one of those that they don't have everywhere. Like I like to be the guy in Mindhunter. Did you ever watch that show? Ugh, such a good show. But Holden, the way his he talks, I'm like, stop using your voice like that. I like the girl. I like her too. Yeah. And I like the other rough kind of guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the guy who's like holding is just like so nice all the time. And he always says things. And he's very sweet. And I want to be like, just use a real voice, dude. Yeah. But it's a good show. It's a really good show. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So in 1903. <laughs> we just keep getting later and later. Or older and older. Right. Or younger, depending on when you how you think of it. No, we're never getting younger. Younger in the time. <laughs> so you can get younger in the time of... Compared to the time of Earth. But older... That's <laughs> making no sense. <laughs> yes, it does. Like, earlier time. Yeah, earlier, earlier, not younger. <laughs> oh my god. Listen, so, episode four and I'm like... Bleh. I know. So... In 1903, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania enacted the Bullet Bill, which required each county to build and maintain a facility exclusively for the care of the insane in that, in that area. Okay. Which sounds insane in itself. That's like a lot of counties need to have mental hospitals. That's nutso. That makes me wonder, like, what the fuck were people being institutionalized for? Everything. Yeah, literally everything. Um, so what started out as a working... Probably my eye twitch would get me hospitalized. It probably would. They'd be like, she's going crazy, she's about to crack! Your Stevie Nicks shirt definitely would, because they'd be like, she's a witch! <laughs> probably. Um, so what started out as a working farm for a few unstable patients at a time, so they'd only have a couple people living there at a time, okay. in 1903, eventually grew into a multi-building, multi-building campus. Although it relieved overcrowding from other mental facilities in the area, it grew so fast that it couldn't entice enough staff to work there. By 1906, what was formerly called Byberry Farms had expanded through $261,000 in city grants. Let's see what that would be today. Yeah. But why wouldn't people want to work there if it expanded? I think it it, it was expanding so quickly that they just couldn't get... Enough they couldn't people. get enough people to fill the spots that they needed to be yeah. filled. Okay. So two hundred and sixty-one thousand dollars in nineteen oh six today. Yeah. Is over seven point five billion. Billion. No, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Seven point five million dollars. Trillion. Um, <clears throat> so they got quite a bit of money from in city grants. I can't even imagine trying to get that much. That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, so Byberry City Farms was selected as the new site of the. Fi- Philadelphia Hospital for Mental Diseases shortly after its founding. Before the hospital's public opening in 1907, the first officially accepted patient, William McLean, was admitted for alcoholism. Can you imagine being the first patient? And all you are is a drunk? Yeah. I just want to get drunk. We know someone like that. We do. I know several people, actually. That's true. So the site sat on 874 acres and consisted of 15 small wooden farmhouses serving as temporary dormitories or 
colony houses for the growing patient population. The city was successful in purchasing a number of local farms one by one and incorporating them into the new civic facility. So for the new buildings, the new hospital, what? I was going to say, so is it on like a lot of land? Yeah, well, so a lot of these mental hospitals used to be working farms. So more, um, I mean, I guess less severe patients would work the farms and at some point I think everybody worked um, the farm. What was the one you did and we were saying they're their first farm to table? Letchworth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like, that's, that's, they, it was common. Because I think a lot of places thought, like, giving them, it was fresh air and giving them a purpose would right. help to cure them. And I think that that's probably still I was, true. I was going to say, that's probably 100% true. If you are waking up in the morning and you have something that you have to do during the day, especially, like, if you are battling with depression, that kind of is It gets helpful. you up and doing Yeah, things. it gives you, like you said, a purpose. And for... I think that these places just got so overcrowded that they just couldn't do that anymore. I wonder if they got, like... You know how, like, in jail you get, like, commissary? Yeah. Like, I wonder if there was anything like that, or it just was literally, like, you just did I, it. I think you were just given what... You just were given. Maybe everybody got like a task that at least can. They could do. 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 Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, So the primary buildings for the new campus were constructed between 1907 and the mid 1920s. And the newest buildings were constructed between 1940 and 1953. So the facility. Those ones aren't that old. No. The facility included over 50 buildings including male and female dormitories, an infirmary, several kitchens, a laundry, administration building, a chapel, and a morgue. A morgue. Construction began Mm -hmm. in 1906. Shortly after that, it was officially established in 1907 as the Byberry Mental Hospital and originally followed the theory of physician Benjamin Rush, Rush that mental illness was a disease and could be cured with proper treatment but that the mentally diseased should be kept away from normal people until they were actually cured. So that's a little fucked. Yeah. But I can also, like, I, I mean, I guess it depends on how severe you are. And if you're taking your meds. Although back then, they probably didn't have very effective meds. No, probably not. <clears throat> so, almost immediately, abuse and neglect started. Um, cons- no, that I said. In 1919, two orderlies at the Byberry Mental Hospital confessed to strangling a patient until his eyes popped out. What? Yes. You can do that? Well, they did it because they confessed yeah, I mean, to it. Like, I mean, like, obviously you can't, but, like, I didn't know that you could strangle somebody so hard that you can... I mean, I don't know if his eyes popped out or maybe his eyes got really big and wide because they were strangling him and struggling for breath. Right, right. The orderlies blamed their actions on having PTSD from World War One. Not only were they not prosecuted, but they were kept on staff and at a higher pay grade. Hmm. Can you imagine doing that now? No. If it, I can't imagine doing that at any time. If anybody ever even raised a hand to one of my girls, I would literally kill them. I would end up in jail. To yeah. Um, the hospital was turned over to the state in 1936 and was renamed the Philadelphia State Hospital at Byberry. Conditions in the hospital during these times were poor, with allegations of patient abuse and inhumane treatment made frequently. The situ- situation came to national attention between 1945 and 1946 
when Charlie Lord took covert photos of the institution and the conditions inside while oh, serving shit. while serving as an orderly. Boom. The thirty six black something you would do. It is something I would do. You're right. The 36 black and white photos documented issues including dozens of naked men huddling together and human What is with the naked people huddling I, together? And human excrement lining facility hallways. I think they just didn't bother clothing people. They were like, this is too much work. Yeah. Due to understaffing, there was an extremely low ratio of orderlies to patients. Because of this, residents were often left unbathed and naked. Because they just couldn't be bothered. Jeez. Housekeeping fell behind, bedding was unwashed, and floors were sticky with urine. Ew. Instead of tending to the patients, staff put them in four-point restraints, sometimes for months at a time. Yeah. What exactly is a four-point restraint? Arms, hands at the top of the bed, legs at the bottom of the bed. So they, so they got bed sores. Yes. They yep. just peed on themselves. Yeah. Yep. How did they eat? They either didn't or the people fed them probably force, force feeding. Force fed them. Like the poor pangolins. We watched a documentary about pangolins. They get force fed? In China they force feed them so they get fat and then they eat them. Ugh. Weird. Fucking Chinese. Country. Yeah. <laughs> the people that eat the pangolins, I mean. That's so mean. They do. Is that is is it China or Japan that does the shark fin soup where they cut the fins off the sharks and throw them back in the water so that they die because they can't swim? Oh my god. I yeah. don't know, but that's terrible. Yeah. People are like those people, people are, those people, people should be put in four point restraints. People and are people real shitty. Just eat them. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a 1946 newspaper article from the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Record describes Byberry's water cure. An attendant soaked a large towel in water. After wringing it out, he clamped the towel around the patient's neck. The attendant pulled the ends together and began to twist. First, he tightened the noose. Then he gave the towel a slow turn to let the patient know what was in store for him. The patient begged for mercy, but the twisting continued. The patient's eyes bulged, his tongue swelled, his breathing labored. At length, his body fell back on the bed. His face was a dreadful white and he did not appear to be breathing. Fifteen minutes elapsed before he showed signs of returning to life and they considered the patient subdued. Oh my god. Yeah. So they basically made him pass out because they thought that that was curing him. That's terrible. I mean, that's just horrific. During the 1960s, the hospital began a continuous downsizing that would end with its closure. During the mid-1980s, the hospital came under scrutiny again when it was learned that violent criminals were being kept on the hospital's forensic ward. In 1985, the hospital failed a state inspection and was accused of misleading the inspection team. Reports of patient abuse were still rampant through the 1980s. One patient had reported that one of his teeth was pulled without Novocaine. Okay. Larry Real, a psychiatrist who trained briefly at Byberry in the 1970s, recalled a Byberry staff member trying to give a patient stitches without painkillers. 
The doctor had been taught that people with schizophrenia did not feel pain. Okay. I mean, that'd be cool, but... I don't know how you could possibly know that unless you're schizophrenic. Right. Um, <clears throat> the pharmaceutical company Smith Klein French even opened a lab inside of Byberry and did extensive and morally questionable testing of a drug there. Of course they did. Of course they did. Just like polio. Yep. Unable to fully understand and consent, and in some cases without family members to notify if a fatality occurred, patients were coerced into volunteering for these drug trials. Ultimately, hundreds of patients at the hospital died during these trials. That's terrible. As recently as the 1980s, 27-year-old resident William Kirsch was in such the four-point restraints for more than 14 months and possibly as long as three years. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, in 1987, one female patient was raped, killed, and discarded on the property by another patient. The staff finally discovered her body after other residents were found carrying around her teeth. <laughs> two more dead. That's, that's so fucked up, like, the killing and then for patients to be like, I'll take these two. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much are you actually helping these people if they're walking around with someone else's teeth? Yeah. And they're in that much of a state of not knowing what's going on that they're walking around with someone's fucking teeth. Right. Um, two more dead patients were recovered from the property in 1989 when groundskeeper, groundskeepers cleared the weeds that had accumulated around the building. One of these patients had been missing for close to five months. It seems as though there were a few residents who simply just went missing and nobody had time to go looking for them. Oh my god. This is worse than Letchworth Village. It's really bad. Byberry is one of the worst hospitals that there was. Byberry's open-door policy for high-functioning residents made it easy for certain people to escape. Homeowners in the area sometimes found patients sleeping on their lawns. However, some patients who wandered off ended up committing suicide not far from the hospital. Oh, my God. Well, not for nothing. I probably would, too, if I was living like that. For reals. Without a doubt. One patient escaped on a cold February day. When he reconsidered his decision, he couldn't find any staff to let him back inside, and he died of exposure. Oh my god, I'm having such uh, deja vu right now. That we've been here before. I've told you about dying before. That, like, specific line. That he died of exposure. Maybe I heard about this on a different podcast or something, and it's just, like, coming back. Yeah. Like, maybe it's been, like, so long that I don't remember. It's fucked. Another state inspection team was sent to evaluate the hospital in early, in early 1987. By the summer of 1987, five of Philadelphia State Hospital's top officials were promptly fired by the Byberry facility once again, after the Byberry facility once again failed the state inspection. The hospital officially closed in June of 1990. So, basically, they were abusing people from the time that they were open. And they didn't close until 90. Jeez. It was abandoned from 1990 to 2006. Okay. At which point the buildings were demolished. Um, they didn't demolish them at first because they were concerned about asbestos poisoning. Because I'm sure everything has had asbestos. Um, I don't know how good the remediation was in the 90s. Now it's like they take it pretty seriously. Yeah. Although apparently not in New Jersey. 
Don't even get me started. We'll get to Greystone. Looters broke in several weeks after Looters! the Looters! Looters! That just reminds me of, like, Luda. Like, Ludacris. Yeah. When he said that, that's what I thought of. He was the shit. My fucking shoulder. Uh, so people broke in several weeks after the closing and began to steal everything of value, especially copper piping and wiring. After they had removed everything of value, vandals trespassed on the ground, smashed windows, and started fires. Don't be a dick wad. Or a douche canoe. Don't do it. Don't do any of it. Urban explorers wandered the halls in the extensive underground network that connected each building through tunnel corridors. I've always wanted to, like, do, like, go to an underground place like that. I would be terrified. You don't want to go to the underground New York City thing? Oh, I did do that. You went already? Yeah. The fuck? It's not that exciting. Oh, okay, never mind. You never want to go to catacombs? I do want to go to catacombs, but I wouldn't want to go into underground tunnels at somewhere that's abandoned because they're oh, no, not no, 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 kept no, no. up and anything. No, I, not abandoned. But like I don't somewhere... need to have a collapse and be stuck in there. Yeah. Or die. If No, I would can... totally go to the catacombs in like one second. Yeah. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> I ain't going into the corona over. It's corona time. By 2000, Byberry saw an explosion of people visiting the abandoned hospital. The internet offered extremely exaggerated stories and legends, as well as tips on gaining access to the abandoned buildings while avoiding police and security. <clears throat> By 2003, the hospital was a complete and utter ruin. Graffiti covered every building's exterior and interior. Every window was smashed, and anything flammable remaining when the hospital closed was now ashes. The residents... Um, of Somerton were now pressuring the city of Philadelphia to end the Byberry problem once and for all. The city responded by sealing the buildings up with plywood and changing security contractors. However, the boarded windows just made it easier for trespassers to conceal themselves. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Makes sense. So... They hired a, a company to demolish the buildings and a different company to remove the hazardous materials. Um, they did the abatement and demolition. And on June 14, 2006, a ceremony was held to celebrate the complete demolition of the former Byberry Hospital and the future construction of the Arbors at Eagle Point, which is an adult housing community, which now stands where Byberry was. So, there's some... Ridiculous stories. Yes. Let's get to it. Like murder or ghosts? Or all of the above? Some of that. This is going to be a lengthy one. Not really. It's only 25 minutes, but oh. it's okay. Um, so, apparently Satanists held ceremonies on the grounds. I mean, what else is new? There were dead animals in there. <laughs> Satanists everywhere. <laughs> Um, cults. Apparently there were cult members and cults, um, who lived in the tunnels. Okay. Makes sense. And they, they I could see that. Yeah. Happening. They definitely, they lived in the tunnels and if they found yeah, you Yeah, they there, definitely did. They, yes. Uh, mm -hmm. they lived in the tunnels and if they found you down there, they'd kill you. Oh my God. Um, it became a home for Satanists as well as for others. One story was that there is a group of people who was a group of people who live in Byberry. It's their home. 
The group worships a demon that is a devil other than Satan, and they sacrifice animals to it. This cult does not allow its members to leave. In fact, they do not want anyone to leave once they enter Byberry. Oh my god. Although they do very much welcome the curious and anyone else. It is said that if anyone enters Byberry and meets up with the members of this group, that they will try to keep you there, even if it means killing you and anyone else they find in their home. I copied and pasted this, and there's so many spelling mistakes. Yeah, like mine that the yeah. last time. It has been said that if you go for a walk around the grounds, just around the buildings and such, you can find the bodies of dead animals strewn here and there. Some years ago in some woods that oh, are like, not far from where Byberry is, some kids found like six or seven dead dogs on what appeared to be an altar left by their, left there by some Satanist cult. And when the police investigated what solid leads they had come up with, led them to bury, by Barry. My only concern with that is that they're making it seem like nothing is, like, deteriorating. Like, right. animal. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that is 100% not even yeah. close to being true. Um, <clears throat> it is said that a gang of satanic occultists have taken re- refuge in the dilapidated building. <laughs> dilapidated. The satanic rituals that are said to take place here have possibly opened up a door to hell. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe it when you see it. The miles of catacombs beneath the abandoned asylum have also given rise to some very creepy stories. One freakishly scary urban legend concerns a former mentally violent... Mentally... A former mentally ill, violent patient who reportedly still lurks the tunnels below, hiding in wait, wielding a large knife to slice the throats of any un- unsuspecting explorer that should cross his path. Oh my god. Visitors have reported sounds of growling that could have come from a human. Could have come from a human? I don't know. As well as unexplained scratches appearing on their bodies. Kazak Baggins. Yo, for reals. Uh, <clears throat> it's been gone for too long. It's probably not on that show, right? 2006. Uh, I don't know when that show started. I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't watch it because it's garbage. I only watch it when I'm like, need something like in the background type deal. My back I started hurts. watching Parks and Rec, though. Boom! Just for you. No, I don't. Oh, we can't high five. <laughs> is is Corona time? <laughs> my, my, my Corona. Um, how far are you? I'm only on. Well, what is? All of a sudden, I was on season two. Is there only like? Two there were only eight episodes in season one. I don't think I even watched eight. Well, make sure you watch all of them, and they're important. So, so I'm on season two, like episode three or four right now. So the first episode, Leslie is trying to get somebody out of the slide. Yeah. Okay. In the second episode, I'm sure something happens with the pit. I got to the part where the, the nurse like dumped the guy that broke and his Perkins. legs. Yeah. That broke his leg. Andy in the Dwyer. Pit. And then he was living in the pit in her backyard. And she's like, you can't be living in the pit in the back. Like I'm on yeah. like that little area. Yeah. Yeah. So you've met everyone so far. Yeah, but Zach... Donna's ex- not very much. Zach explains Charlie as um, 
He was like, if Charlie was a human, she would be... It's like a regular... Tinnifer? Oh my god! <laughs> Tinnifer. That's... that's yeah. Zach says that Charlie would be her. You're not even close to that, but you'll get there. No, but he sent me like a little clip of her. Yeah. So. Uh, how do you like it so far? I like it. I feel like... I feel like once I get a little deeper in, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, yeah. like, there yet. Well, because the first season isn't good. The only person who's really amazing in the first season is Andy Dwyer, because it's Chris Pratt, and he was yeah. hilarious when he was fat. I mean, he's still really funny, but he was funnier. I like Aziz Ansari, though. Oh, I he's think great, he, yeah. and he only gets better. Every character only gets better. Okay. And I mean, it just, like... The evolution of the characters is amazing, and everybody is great. And I'm at, like the part where the cop wants to date. What's her name? Leslie. Leslie. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, but he didn't know who the first, um, the first lady of first. I don't know. She had a picture of somebody on her desk, and he's like, "Is that your grandma?" And she was like, "No, that's first Margaret Thatcher." Yeah. Yeah. And she was really offended that he didn't know, so she wouldn't go on a date with yeah. him for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Have you gotten to the one where Anne helps Leslie get dressed for her date and they go on a practice date? No, not yet. I oh my feel God, like, it's so good. I feel like that has to be, like, coming. Like, yeah, it's so good. Either the <sighs> next one or... I don't know if I finished the last one. Or it could be in the last one that I'm in right now. I relate to every everything in my life to Parks and Rec because there is something... In every episode that can relate to something in every single person That you're like, life. I get it. It's so good. Like, people will be like, oh, this happened. I'll be like, that's like that time on Parks and Rec. <laughs> I think people are like, yeah. no, it's not. Like my ex-boyfriend living in a pit in my backyard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> has Has Andy called? Uh, nope, that's not yet. Yeah, don't tell me anything else. Okay. All right, so uh, the moral of the story is everyone should watch Parks and Rec because yeah. it's amazing. Most underrated show ever. I've watched it nine times. <laughs> no wonder why you're like, the first episode is, the second episode is, the third... The, yeah, like, I all the, the first season kind of, like, all blends into blends one. Blends into one. Well, I but. feel like the only, the big thing that's going on is, like, she's getting interviewed by that lady... Yes, about the pit. And, like, I feel like that, like, extends through, like, several episodes. And, and is that when they're, they're interviewing, um, Andy about the pit, too, right? Yeah. And then we find out that Ann Perkins is on birth control pills. And yes. Andy was drunk when he fell in the pit. Yes. Yeah. It's a good show. Yeah. Anyways. So, watch Parks and Rec. Don't break into abandoned shit and fucking ruin it for the rest of us. We are no longer going to be telling locations of specific places unless you can go there or they're demolished because people will break in and fuck shit up and that's not okay. So. It's not okay to fuck shit up. Yeah, it's not okay. So if you really want to find something, you're going to, you're on your own. That's how it was when I was finding things. On your own. That's how it was when I was weird New Jerseying with my dad. With her dad. Back in the day. Back in the day. So keep in mind that our dad is famous. He's a famous actor. Yeah, he's in a movie called Grafters, and you can watch it on Netflix. It's, Just kidding. No, <laughs> it's on iTunes, right? And Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. I watched it on. Yeah, Amazon it's called Prime. Grafters. G R A F T E R S. 
It's about a guy who steals cars, and then other stuff happens. I have questions about it, but I'll talk to you after we... Okay. Yeah. It stars Phil, Kara, and Austin, whose na- last names I can't remember at And the Mark moment. D'Amico. And Mark D'Amico. And it's really good. And also everyone who was on it, in it, was really amazing. And most of the people who worked on it were amazing. But one girl was a cunt. Anyway. <laughs> was her name Chrissy? I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's me she was a heroin addict and she stole not me but oh. you know, this girl was a heroin addict and she stole two hundred dollars oh my god and disappeared what a cunt i know uh so anyway if you want to find us on instagram or twitter find us at that's abandoned and if you want to send us an email you can send us an email at that's abandoned at gmail.com so you should keep adventuring but Don't get broken, dead, or arrested. Boom. Bye.